Oh, we're good. Hello and welcome all into the MO podcast. You're here with me, Consumatious Anne. And me, Atreya. And today we're going to be talking about Natalie Wood and what happened to her on that fateful night in 1981. So if you don't know who Natalie Wood is, she was Maria from West Side Story. She was also in Rebel Without Cause. She was a child actress. She starred in 45 films. Uh, she started acting as a four-year-old. She, had, she was in her first picture at four. She had 20 of her films when she was a child, and she was nominated for three Academy Awards before the age of 25. So she was kind of a big deal. She also won three Golden Globes in her time. She, she, was, she was a natural actress. Uh, she, she, this is what all the producers and directors that she worked with, she was, when the part was right for her, she was scarily good at what she was doing. She did all her own dancing in West Side Story, uh, she didn't do her own singing. That was done by someone from the Broadway show. She was very driven into acting. Maria, uh, Natalie's mother, wanted to be a dancer and an actress when she was younger in Russia, and it never happened for her. They moved to Canada during the Bolshevik uprising, uh, where her granddad was actually killed in the fighting there and they moved to Canada they worked there for a bit her father worked as a, a builder I think when when they were there but then they eventually moved down to California and what happened was on her first big break let's say her first film that she was in at four years old uh, Maria told Natalie to make the director fall in love with her, uh, which is a bit of a weird thing to say to a four-year-old when you're talking about a director who's a little bit older, let's say. Uh, and you're expecting a four-year-old to even understand what that even means. But yeah, she, she, she actually did that, uh, made the director fall in love with her, and he kept in contact with um, the family for two years and then asked them to come to L.A. for a screen test for another film. The father was against it. He didn't want to put all the eggs in one basket and risk it for a biscuit. Uh, but Maria just overrode him, told him, no, this is what we're going to do. I think the, the screen time, it was for a film called Happy Land, and the screen time, she only had 20 seconds of screen time in that film. So, I mean, maybe it says something of her acting ability if she made the director fall in love with her. Uh, in, in 20 in, seconds. In them 20 seconds, but... <laughs> You know, it was kind of like Britain's Got Talent. You need to show what you've got in a minimum amount of time, and uh, she did it. I've actually watched a lot of interviews with Natalie Wood, and she just seems so lovely. She does. She really does. So she was now in Hollywood, and she starred in Miracle on 34th Street, uh, which is, again, a, a classic of that age. Uh, and she she did the, the a film called Green Promise when she was ten years old, and she almost drowned <laughs> on on that uh, film in a scene in there, and she actually broke a wrist during the, uh, her almost drowning. And if you see pictures of her when she's older, she's always kind of got chunky chunky bracelets on her left arm, and that's because part of the bone was protruding out of her hand so she she had that to cover it up and i would assume not to ruin this perfect beautiful facade that that she had she she had a, a fear of drowning from young from from childhood though didn't she she did apparently a, a gypsy told her mother <laughs> that she was going to die in a drowning accident. She also told yeah, her that... Dark water. Dark water, yeah. And she also told her that she was going to be a big success and she was going to be very famous. So both of them things came true. Yeah, but do you not think if, like, if a fortune teller says to you that your kid is going to be a famous dancer, that the first thing you do as soon as you leave that fortune teller tent is you go... We're going to get you some dance lessons. <laughs> you, you're kind of bringing that on yourself. This isn't fate and this isn't fortune telling. This is persuasion. Indeed, indeed. You're just, you're just like uh, forming someone's future there, aren't you? It's, it's, 
it's it's not oh I've seen it yeah well you've seen it because you've like made it up like <laughs> I, I guess it's a it's a lot easier to have a, a four-year-old walk into your into your gypsy tent and you for you to go oh, when you grow up you are going to be a famous singer or something like that as opposed to having like a 50 year old woman come in and say to you okay so what do i do for a living um well you are a famous singer wrong i'm a banker it's a lot easier yeah, to do it, it when indeed and these and these 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 gypsy fortune tellers never go oh She's going to grow up and she's going to be a painter and decorator in the Wolverhampton area. <laughs> this is very true. How devastated would you be as well if you were a mum? And the, the fortune teller was like, yeah, she's going to work in B&Q. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd demand your pound back. I mean... You would. <laughs> she's she's going to work in B&Q, but she's going to be top of the food chain there. Like, it's, it'll be worth it. She'll be store she, manager, not, like, on definitely. checkouts, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She'll go to area meetings, you know. Uh, shit. Be great. Probably yeah, working in the you'd be devastated. Yeah, I mean, of course. Can get these dancing lessons going. Maybe uh, she went to more than one gypsy fortune teller, and then just just came up with that when they got it right. Maybe maybe the three before all went. She's not going to do anything. She's she's four. What? what, what? Yeah, yeah. She's, yeah. She's, that makes sense. I like your answer best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's we'll, going to we'll be that famous. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I read that she was uh, she was so frightened of water that she was even frightened to wash her hair. Now, I've read that as well, but there's, I've seen a picture of her where she's in the sea. It's not dark water. And there's a scene in Brainstorm. I think the scene was she was supposed to be swimming as well, but they had to cut it out. But she's next to a pool where the her son in the film is swimming. And she does. she's not hesitant about going near it, if you know what I mean. Like, if... I see a spider, I'm hesitant about going near it because I'm scared of him. So I, I don't know about deathly afraid. Oh, whether it was on, only dark water. I, I. Well, you know what? If I had a, a, like a massive fear of water, the last thing that I would consider doing is buying a yacht as well. This, this is the most bizarre thing as well. And <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll get to it later, but the first yeah. night she didn't stay on the boat. What actually happened... On the 28th of November, what we actually know is Robert Wagner, who was her husband, Christopher Walkin was there, and the captain, Dennis Davin, was there. So they were they, they, they were on a boat and they were having... A, I don't know if it was a good time, like we said. On the first night, uh, Wagner and Natalie Wood had an argument and she decided to stay in the hotel. And the captain, Dennis Davin took her to the hotel, and apparently stayed in the same room as her. I know that he considered himself a family friend and that he was very protective of her, but it's just a bit... Mm, to me, it says that his... Mm, he thought there was maybe a little leeway there to get in when Wagner wasn't around. Indeed, and I think if you knew anything about her past and how the relationship operated from what I found out. I think maybe he was just thinking, hmm, anything could happen kind of thing. Yes. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so on the the second day, which was the 28th, they, uh, she came back to the boat and she said, right, you know what, I'll just stay here until we leave. And her and Christopher Walkin went drinking in... Uh, they had a couple of hours, a few hours drinking until Wagner and Davin joined them. So they already started early. And as she was leaving, she was seen to stumble. Uh, so I think they had two bottles of wine, two bottles of champagne, and one of the men were drinking mimosas. Chris, I know, it was Chris. You, know I, it I, I, you just want it to be, don't you? Yeah, uh, it has to have been. But I think it probably Wagner, because... Uh, well, when, when, when you look at what happens later, you'd be like, mm, maybe. Uh, but, <laughs> so basically what happened was they got back to the bowl, they carried on drinking, there was a, an argument. Now, I, 
again, conflicting reports that I've read. It was either between Walken and Wagner or Wagner and Woods. Because I've heard, like, literally I've read, it was either to do with the fact that... So it was either to do with over politics, in which Wagner said there was no fight or anger, just a lot of words thrown around, like you would hear in most political discussions. Mm -hmm. The fact that Walking was offering her career advice because Walking was he was very driven about being an actor and he was he was sacrificing his personal life to try and get big roles and try and push himself forward. And another quote is she's got everyone giving her career advice. Do you think she wants to hear it from you? Uh, which is attributed to Wagner, what you were saying. Or mm-hmm. the fact that Walking and Woods were flirting. And this quote is probably the best quote, and it's from Wagner to Walkin, who said, are you trying to f*** my wife? If you were Christopher Walken, you'd be like, hey, dude, you invited me on this tiny yacht for the weekend. Yeah, exactly. So that's how it, so it got a little bit heated, let us say. Uh, and yeah. then Woods retired to a cabin at 10.45, or around about that time. Apparently, Wagner and Walking continued to talk, slash argue, drink a little bit more, and then Walking retired. Wagner went to join Natalie in bed, and she was gone. So he went, oh, do you know what I'll do? I'll just go and chat to the captain for an hour and a half. Hey, Dennis, have you, uh, have you seen Natalie anywhere, like... Dude, the boat is like eight foot long. Where could she possibly be? It's not the QE2, just a standard two berth. Rather than do anything productive, they didn't do anything because Wagner said he didn't want he didn't want to he didn't want to raise any suspicions, but he didn't turn the floodlights on or call the coast guard until half past one. Yeah, it's like, uh, hey, my wife isn't in this yacht anywhere, and uh, you know she can't swim, and she's got a terrible fear of water. She could be out there drowning, but I don't want to disturb all these people that could be sleeping peacefully in these yachts surrounding us. And 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 that's another thing. What 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 was what was what? How was there two boats within earshot of your boat? Do you know what? If if they're in the in the harbour or the dock or whatever, and they're moored in berths, yeah, next to each other, but they're not. They're off the coast, and literally, there was two other boats because one of them heard, and this this is the kicker here. One of them heard a woman shout. Somebody please help me, I'm drowning, at 11.30pm. And just thought, oh, those jokers. And did nothing. They, yeah. they didn't even turn their own likes on and go, we could have a look. Do you think they were, like, in bed and they heard this almighty scream that woke them up and they were just like, those inconsiderate bastards partying and joking around over there, trying to sleep over here. So if you're in the water, in the sea, on a boat, and you hear somebody cry... Somebody please help me, I'm drowning. You'd go, do you think we should check that out? Or or what? I mean, my side of the bed's all nice and warm now. I don't want it to get cold. (laughs) I'm just... I think that's exactly what happened. (laughs) I'm just... I mean, I wish they would have just said, no, I didn't hear anything. And then you go, right, fine, fair enough. I can believe you if you're a heavy sleeper. (laughs) But to actually hear it and go, nah, sorry. Uh, and then I turned over and went back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so then the next day, uh, Natalie is found floating in the water with the dinghy that was missing from the boat uh, beached up on the shore. Uh, and she was pronounced dead or the, the, the cause of death was drowning. So that is what we knew at the time or in the past, in the, in, the, in the days after the time. Obviously, as time has gone on, and a lot of this information has only recently just come out, to be honest with you, uh, it's, it gets a little bit... I don't know how to say, but it gets a little bit uh, crazier now if we look, mm-hmm. at, look at what's happened in the past to Natalie and her history and maybe Wagner's history 
and then uh, we'll just we'll we'll talk about that. Do you do you, do you want to start on that? Um, about about the body. About about uh, about Natalie's history. Uh, uh, oh, okay, fine. Okay, so um, yeah, we know she had a a controlling mother. Um, I think it was a thing back in the day in Hollywood um, and in movies in general. I mean, it's all come out now that we we know this sort of thing happened. Um, But uh, actresses were asked to do things that by directors or by male members of the industry that perhaps were not acceptable. And um, I think Natalie fell into that category um, where she was kind of led to do things just to get roles there was uh talk about um that she was sexually assaulted that she was uh raped by a famous uh actor singer there's uh, obviously no fact proof or anything nobody was you know trialed for it or anything um but she also she had an affair um when she was fairly young and i think she kind of grew up with this already troubled mentality. I mean, you wouldn't think it to look at her because, as I said, she just looks so nice. But I think there was a lot of dark... Uh, she had, she had a, a history of, um, like, depression and paranoia and, and that kind of thing, and anxiety, which, understandably so, if you, you know, you'd been raped at 16 by somebody really famous. Um, and I, I think... I I think that it was I think if she hadn't drowned on the boat that she probably it, it wouldn't have been natural causes have... really would yeah, it really yeah. I mean that that was that was kind of the way I read it and and as well a mm-hmm. lot of the research I I did or I looked at it kind of it it it, it annoyed me because it listed all of her her Maybe not all of them, but it gave a blow by blow of who she was with, when she was with them, mm-hmm. da 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 And I'm just thinking, if if like say, if you look at John Belushi, uh, when he died, and so I was looking at some of the research on that, it never once mentioned his lovers and who he'd been with. I just think it's just really, really symptomatic of the 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 industry, and especially when you're you're a female in in that industry, you have to be. Mm-hmm box hold or pigeonholed into these are the people she was with so maybe this will give you an idea of what she was like kind of thing and, it, and it's got no 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 it's no business of anyone uh yeah it's like lots of people do that just because they're not in the spotlight doesn't mean that it that you need to know about it do you know do you know what i mean i just i just think it, it's really it's really it was a make or break for careers back then exactly and that's the women and that's the thing and women back then or young women back then sex wasn't talked about around the house it was it was you know what i mean you never got taught the facts of life you learned that on your wedding night uh kind of thing and to be thrust into this environment where men expect that of you if you want to get the role uh is it must be super super daunting i mean like you say she was uh Apparently, I'm going to say apparently now because uh, and use quote marks. But this is this this is uh, I've got this from uh, a a uh, the source is the Natalie Woods biography by Suzanne Finstad uh, from a Vanity Fair article and the LA Mag article. Uh, apparently, she was pimped to, out to Frank Sinatra at age fifteen. And Frank turned round to her and said he was a great fan of hers since she starred in Miracle on 34th Street when she was eight years old. So. Creepy. Yeah, I don't know what old Blue Eyes has got going on. But (laughs) one of his, I don't want to say goombas, but one of his uh, right-hand men for 15 years, who was a man called George Jacobs, he wrote a biography in 2010, I believe. And he had... I took taking some quotes from there. Apparently, she was pushed on Frank, who needed no pushing at all, uh, mm. and basically, 
what happened was Frank would give her career advice, he'd play music for them, and he hit on the idea of going, you know what, I, I can give you singing lessons. And when she came back for the singing lessons, he sent all his associates out of the room because he didn't want them to be implicated in anything that went on. Uh, and, that, and that's from the book, so you can't see me. Uh, <laughs> No, I'm not making it up. Uh, so basically, and as well, when she was in her mid-20s, she went on a couple of dates with a director called Henry Jaglum, and he confirmed that he was being surveilled by Sinatra's goons on these dates. Uh, Sinatra also wrote a letter to Dr. Thomas Noguchi, who was the who did the autopsy on Natalie? He was the L.A. County coroner, and he was the uh, the inspiration for Quincy. Oh right. Yeah, yeah, I, I found that. I found that really interesting. But he done. A, yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, he done autopsies on Bobby Kennedy, Janis Joplin, Marilyn Monroe, John Belushi. So he he was the coroner to the rich and famous kind of thing. Uh, mm -hmm. But when he did this autopsy and he gave a press conference of he questioned why the fact that she would go out and if she was planning to, to go back to the hotel she was at, if she was planning to take the dinghy, why was she only in a nightdress? Uh, and they were planning to perform a psychological autopsy on the fact of why she needed to remove herself from the presence of these people that she was with, if that's what was going through her mind. Uh, mm -hmm. And Sinatra wrote a letter saying to the board of directors of the uh, LA County Medical Board saying uh, coroners shouldn't should be seen and not heard they shouldn't be the, doing this for fame and glory they should just be doing their job and wow. li literally that got that that was what got him fired and that was the end of the autopsy which is kind of unfortunate because there's indications that bruises on her wrists and her shins and her thighs indicated that it was there indicative of someone who's being pushed or pulled out of away from something so yeah. even if the theory was she was trying to tie up the the dinghy which was on the back of the boat and it was making a noise banging against it it wasn't tied up properly even if she went out to do that these bruises would have been going the other way kind of thing yeah yeah, there there was theory that she uh, she had had these bruises before she was even in the water. Um, I don't necessarily think she was trying to remove herself from the situation. I I kind of think it was just one of those you know when you're drunk you kind of do get more argumentative, and I don't think she. I mean, I don't, I don't know her, but if for me when I'm drunk, if I have had enough of an argument, I just go to bed. You know, I don't like I don't I don't go out of the house and just walk for miles and and go. I just go to, I just go to a different room. That's I don't I don't try and you know I, I don't endanger my life. I, I haven't got a, a suicide wish. Um, so I kind of feel like maybe she knew that it was getting a bit heated and she went to the bedroom. What happened after that? I don't think she was trying to remove herself from the situation. No, I, but it's I, a mystery. Yeah, I can't. I can't believe that because she was scantily dressed. She was just wearing. She she would have put shoes on, or do you know what I mean? She would have put jeans uh, or something. Yeah, yeah. She, she had a coat on, but she was only mm -hmm. wearing a nightgown under that coat. And if you're checking into a hotel and you've just got a nightgown on, they're going to be going, "Hmm, yeah, all right, love. What's 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 a crack? Uh, do you know what I mean?" So I I, de I don't think she was trying to get off the shit. Yeah. But it sounds like maybe she maybe went on deck to get some air or something. This, and this put a coat on because yeah, it was nippy. Yeah, I mean, like go for a cigarette, maybe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, to, yeah. to clear mm -hmm. her head. But as well, the bow, the the splendor, the pictures of it, not massive, as we, we were no. saying. So basically, if she's, I don't know how it's set up, obviously, but just thinking of a bow, she's got a what? If she's gone to the bedroom. Surely that's off the the dining room area. Do you know what I mean? And then she's got to mm -hmm. walk past someone. And the captain, if he's in his little hut bit on the top, mm -hmm. 
He would have seen her. He would have seen her. Out on the back. I mean, even if he's not really paying attention, but he would have noticed someone moving around on on his boat. And if not, he's a crap captain. But uh... well, this is the thing. Even if he, even if they, Wagner and Wood had gone out and they'd had this argument out on deck, and he pushed her into the water or something, and she drowned. Surely, as you say, the captain would have seen everything. Yeah. So. And he didn't. No. Or hear oh. anything. Well, he heard them arguing, but mm. that was it. And. Yeah, he didn't. Would you not hear somebody fall into the water? Well, yeah, that's the thing. And then someone screaming for help. If 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 the people in the boat who are who are what like how many however many feet away, fifty feet, sixty feet away, whatever it is, uh, if they heard a woman shouting, how did he not? Yeah, exactly. I mean, did they have noise cancelling headphones back then? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. He's that captain is very suspicious for me. Indeed, and he as well... He kept changing his story. Yeah, he did. And he uh, he infamously got caught on camera for a... When he was doing an interview on Geraldo. It wasn't the actual interview, but he was with his publicist and they were talking about how much... He was promoting his book and they were talking about how much money they could make if he said certain things about that night, but didn't allude mm-hmm. to anything. If he just said, hmm... This may have happened, but you'll have to buy the book. Uh, yeah. And and again, he didn't tell the police what happened at the time. He went back to change his story uh, with the police. Yeah. So he's 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 very. He's he's made quite a lot of money out of this whole thing, hasn't he? As well, he's just a sleazy creep to me. I just don't like him at all. No, no. There's something. There is something suspicious, really, about him. I mean, apparently he was kept in Wagner's employ for the next couple of years after this happened. But he said, again, taking this with a pinch of salt, he said he... Because he got a job with a studio. Uh, I don't know what the captain of a boat is doing working in Hollywood studio, but whatever. Uh, he said he was taken to and from everywhere with, with one of Wagner's drivers. And at night, he was... There was electronic door locks, so he wasn't allowed to have the free movement he would have had. Uh, but again, he said this many years later when his book was out and he was uh, trying to make a bit of money. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't moan at the time. Uh, it was just when he's got something to sell. So so either he made it up to embellish his book and make it more sellable because it was like what a shite, or he... Um, he, it actually did happen to him, and maybe he's, Robert Wagner was trying to keep him quiet. Maybe he knew that Dennis knew something that could get out and, you know, could implicate Wagner, and maybe he was making sure... You know when they say, like, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer? Maybe it was that kind of deal? Indeed, indeed. And, I mean, Robert Wagner as well, he was... Uh, he, he wasn't a star as in the sense of Natalie Wood, he mm-hmm. he he was he'd been in over sixty films, uh, but he's he's more of a B picture C picture kind of guy. He's you know his face when someone tells you he is. You go oh yeah, and then you forget him instantly, kind of thing. You know. Yes. Uh, and he was uh, he was married to Natalie twice. He married her in fifty seven and in seventy two. Yeah. So in fifty seven, I think they she was eighteen. She he was twenty five. Yeah, she first met him when she went out on a date uh, with him for her eighteenth birthday. Yes, which was how uh, romantic. I know it was actually uh, done by the studio as well. Uh, oh really? Yeah, just to try and get some heat for them. Uh, not as oh. they weren't in a film together, but just individually uh, having two Hollywood stars. It was it was kind of common like practice. PR. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, common practice back then for having two stars to go out with each other and to be kind of arranged on dates. Uh, People do love celebrity hookups, though. Let's face it. That that that's it as well. I mean, they broke up in '61 from their their the first marriage. And this is, it's very, I'm not going to say suspect, but we we don't really know the reasons. One of the main reasons, and one of the reasons that gets thrown around, or what I've read, is uh, that 
because they broke up because Woods had an affair with Warren Beatty when they were filming uh, Splendor in the Grass, I think mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. But Natalie never ever confirmed or denied this. They did have they did have a, re- a relationship, uh, her and Beatty, but it was after the after they Wagner and her had separated and she actually said after the divorce I wanted the rock of Gibraltar but I ended up with Mount Vesuvius <laughs> yeah they kind of lived they kind of had a relationship which they they thought arguments and fights were passion but they were just no they never are uh they they're just no so so that was one of the reasons another reason uh, again, from the Natalie Woods biography, is because she walked in on Robert Wagner and their living butler in flagrante. <laughs> that just sounds so wrong to me. I, although it does sound like something that Number Two would do. So I kind of, if I picture him in the, in his Number Two get up, f- flagellating some butler in a butler get up, then yeah, I, yeah, it kind of works. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> This trauma. Yeah. You'd be traumatized. Indeed. This 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 only comes from well, I mean, where does it come from? It comes from uh, everything comes from secondhand sources, obviously. But this 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 is Lana Woods, her sister, swears this happened. Uh, and who are we to disagree? There's family friends who swear this happened because uh, in nineteen sixty one she turned she left Wagner's house and turned up at their family house and she was completely distressed she didn't know what what to do she no one could talk to her she was she was crazy uh upset obviously as you would be to be quite honest you, with you would i be, mean yeah. yeah i mean so and and she ended up i mean i don't want to say trying to commit suicide but she had an overdose and was she taken to a hospital and one of the family friends said uh she didn't really think it was a suicide. She just wanted to take some sleeping pills to go to sleep. And because she was so worked up about it, she just didn't realise how many she'd taken. And because she couldn't get to sleep, because she was worked up, she kept taking more and more. And then she was rushed to hospital. Uh, she took Nembutol, didn't she? Which is... Mm, yeah. It's a bit touch and go, really. Yeah. You don't mess around with Nembutol. No. Uh, but it's what killed War Mazza. Who? Marilyn Monroe. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, hmm. quote marks, killed her. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. yeah. Another one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, this actually does have a little bit of credence, this this argument that she did actually found him with... It, it, or, yeah, that this happened, because Wagner had had a living butler since at least 1953. Uh, he's quoted in articles saying... This is my living butler, kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> and Natalie really wanted to get rid of him when they got married. She just couldn't understand why, why he was there. Well, what's good for Bruce Wayne's good for everybody else, right? Yeah, I mean, he was the English man about the house, apparently. So uh, another interesting fact is that Wagner was actually engaged to Frank Sinatra's daughter. Yes. So in 1970, just before, just before he got remarried to Natalie, because they got remarried in 72, he, was, uh, he went out with her for like a year, 18 months kind of thing. And he was, he was one of Sinatra's best friends as well. Oh wow! Yeah, it's really, it's really, really weird. So there's a story uh, about Frank that I came across, uh, and he he actually ah he threw <clears throat> Pat and Peter Lawford's clothes in the swimming pool. He tried to burn them, and then he threw them in the swimming pool because they refused to go to his ranch. Lawford uh, was Bobby Kennedy and JFK's sister. Uh, and Peter Lawford was part of the Rat Pack, which was Frank Sinatra, uh, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, sorry. Sammy Davis Jr., yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so basically, how this, this story was that uh, on New Year's Eve in... On one New Year's Eve, Sinatra was out with Wagner and Natalie Woods, and they asked... 
the Lawfords to join them at their table and they were drinking and da 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 And Frank said, oh, well, let's go to my ranch. And it was a two-hour drive away and the, the ladies were, they were tired. They, they were like, no, I can't be bothered with that. So nobody actually wanted to tell him because he was a bit of a hothead. So Peter Lawford drew the short straw and said, Frank, girls are tired. We, we want to go home. We'd love to come, but maybe another time. So Frank saw his ass. When he got back to his ranch, uh, the Lawfords actually had a room there and had clothes there. He, he took the clothes out. He tried to set them on fire. Couldn't. Don't know how. So then <laughs> he threw them in the pool. Because, yeah. Uh, and then the next day, Peter Lawford rang him and Frank's assistant, because he was still in bed, because he'd been up all night burning clothes, uh, <laughs> Frank's assistant went, Oh, he's mad at you. Oh, do you know what he's done? And, uh, yeah, so he had a bit of a temper, did Frank, but he was very integrated with Wagner and uh, Natalie from, from day one. Oh, this is painting Sinatra in such a different light for me now. I know, and the fact that uh, he... I'm not going to say pimped out because we've used that phrase, but the fact that Wagner was was with Sinatra's daughter and it's all, like, inter interrelated. But, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's there's a lot, a lot to this story than just she slips off a boat. Chris Walken's very, like, kind of... It's just out, just out of the loop in this, isn't he? It's like, he was there, but nobody mentions him. No one's like, did Chris not do anything about the arguments? Did he not hear that splash when that giant parker she was wearing hit the water? Or did he not, like... Like, I know there was a a, um, a quote where he'd apparently said, um, don't, don't come between a man and his wife mm. when they're arguing, which is fair play. But, like, if it, if it escalated to such a, a peak where somebody's life was in danger, you would think that he would get up. Like, maybe, I don't know, maybe he was just absolutely, like, tanked yeah. and, and just passed out drunk mm. and didn't hear any of it. But it just seems like he's got to have heard something. Yeah, I mean, that, that quote, that was from the the first night uh, on on the boat where yeah. they where Natalie didn't stay mm-hmm. on the boat and the captain... Davin was involved and he said, shouldn't we intervene? And Walkin said to him, no, don't, don't, don't get involved in domestics. Uh, and it's never a true word said, I'll be honest. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. He, so, he, what, so he just didn't get involved the second night when he heard the argument. Exactly. This is it. But this is, this is where the inconsistency comes up with who was arguing with who. Was it mm. the jealousy uh, Wagner had form for jealousy. He, in his autobiography, he said he uh, waited outside a love rival's house with a loaded gun, Oof. just to uh, just to see him. Uh, luckily, he never saw him. Uh, so he was he was a jealous person. But I mean, to go with the Joey Tribbiani kind of thing, if there's <laughs> heat on screen, there's no heat off screen kind of uh logic then in brainstorm there was there was it was quite it's quite a cute romantic relationship that they had and there was heat but you wouldn't think oh they're hooking up kind of thing to it Mm -hmm. uh but but yeah walking just walks away scot-free from this doesn't he uh, Do you think maybe it's, it was just banter between them as well? I think I think it, I think it was. If you work with anyone for that amount of time, especially that they were filming on location, so they're not with their families, uh, they're away from people. So when you do kind of get to know someone in that kind of situation, they they default become your family. Yeah, you know. So so it's you do have quite a bit of banter and if if you're if you've got jealousy issues and you're looking at that outside from from the outside and you don't know what's going on because you're not watching 24 7 a day are you you can kind of you the the green-eyed monster starts talking to you in your head and you start thinking the worst kind of thing and then you just become your own worst enemy in in that situation uh but i mean i don't i'd he, he, to Chris Falcon's credit, he, he he answered all the police's questions. He was uh, he wasn't 
a person of interest. He uh, he's, he's he said he doesn't actually like talking about it, and he's only give two interviews about it, I believe. Uh, but in one of them, he said. People that are looking for the truth about Natalie Woods will never accept that the truth has already been told. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're trying to look for something. And maybe, but when it, when it happens like this, it's what, how, how, much, how much truth can you, can you get from it when you've got people changing the story, things aren't being reported properly? Yeah, I, I kind of... I, I went into this fully thinking, you know, like, oh, she was definitely murdered and, you know, it's all very suspicious. And the more and more that I, like, listen to the interviews and, and read all the facts and everything, it just seems to me like it's this... I mean, when, you, when somebody says a celebrity yacht, you think of this huge, impressive thing. It, and it, it, it wasn't. It was, you know, just slightly bigger than a fisherman's boat. And... It, it just seems like such a small environment with only four people on there that if, unless all, unless three of the people were in it together, there's no way something malicious could have happened without somebody knowing. That's it as well. And, and I mean, the spotlight that's on Wagner and Walkin because they are in the spotlight anyway. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? It, it's... It couldn't. It it it's very hard to kind of hide this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think it's just one of them Hollywood things. It something. It was an accident. Something happened. Maybe Wagner and Woods had an argument, and things got thrown, or or whatever, whatever. She went out to clear her head, slipped over the side, and then ended. And just because there's so many coincidences re-the world that they live in, everyone's kind of interconnected in it, I think people are just trying to to dig and dig and find something uh, that's not there. I mean, I think when it's a celebrity scandal, even if you're told the truth by the person that that was there at the time, face to face, you'd go, no, something else happened. You, mm-hmm. you, want, you want to believe that there's scandal involved, don't you, really? Yeah. Although Robert Wagner didn't do himself any favours when he, like, came up with his own conclusion as to what happened. And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, she used to hate that the dinghy used to bump off the side of the boat. It would keep her up. So I know what happened. Like, she got out of bed and she tried to... Um, pull the, the dinghy closer to the boat and then uh, she slipped on the stairs which are always slippy because they're always full of algae and then she hit her head and landed in the water and it's like excuse me it's this is like you've foreseen this yeah it's like i like, like when oj wrote that book what, what if i would do, have done it kind of thing yeah, <laughs> yes hmm. it's like um that's really really suspicious for you to give that really really detailed description there of what happened. You never know, maybe Wagner's got gypsy blood and he uh, foresaw it and uh <laughs> and, uh, yeah, dark water. Yeah. See? It's just a bit strange no. for him to It is as, as well and uh the the case was reopened in 2011. Uh and yeah. since the case has been reopened uh, he's refused to speak to the police. Yeah. Which is like, come on. Why, can you not remember your story? You've, 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 you've put it in your autobiography. You've told everyone a million times. Can you not just go down and go, right, let's go over it one more time. This is what happened. But Yeah, it's a bit like mm, things are a lot less easy to hide nowadays, aren't they? Like what would have washed with the cops back then, it just does not anymore. And there's new things coming out all the time. But imagine if you're a cop working on the case and Wagner goes, do you want to uh, meet old Blue Eyes? He'll come round to your house and sing. And then uh, then they go, oh yeah, 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 gee. And then they go, well, I didn't do anything, did I? Like a Jedi mind trick, like waving his hand. These are not... (laughs) These, these, these are not the, the captains you're looking for. Uh, yes. I mean, even like even nowadays, if, like, say you were a regular on-the-beat cop and uh, some celebrity who'd, you know, potentially been involved in a murder scandal or something turned around and said to you, so, can get Lady Gaga around to your house tonight, you'd still be like, nah, 
I'm good. I'm probably just going to watch the telly and have a couple of cans. It's money or now these days. That's it. That's it. You've got to set them up for life now because uh, maybe something happened in the interview room and changed everyone's mind. But I think, I don't know. I, I genuinely, this one is, it is a genuine mystery because, and and the coincidences that they're all, they all know each other and it's just, oof. and Chris Walkins involved. So yeah, that's a bit spicy as well. That's what gets everybody as well. When if people who aren't familiar with the case and you're like, oh, yeah, we're doing a, a podcast episode on uh, the mysterious drowning of Natalie Wood. And uh, they're like, oh, right, OK, what's that all about? And you're like, well, you know, so Chris Walken. And they're like, Chris Walken's involved. <gasps> oh, my God. And it instantly gets everyone's attention. <laughs> That's it. It's like Wagner who? Maria, Maria who? Unless you really like Gypsy, musicals. Gypsy, what is that film? Yeah, yeah, exactly. God damn, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and then you go, um, Christopher Walken, they go, oh, wow, really? Oh, did Christopher Walken murder somebody? A no, no, no. proper no, star. You're like, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, it, that is, that is the, the one that gets everyone in. But so what do you think happened? What do you think happened? Speculation. For me, if... Going on everything that I've seen, heard, read, I would say she. it wasn't an accident. I would say it wasn't suicide. I would say, if I probably can, and well, I'm going to say it anyway, uh, may edit this out later, but... Yes, uh, but speculation, isn't it? Yeah, so uh, maybe there was an argument something happened natalie went out on deck to try and clear her head wagner followed her and they were both drunk there was a tussle something happened she went over the side and wagner was just shit what do i do and he 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 just couldn't get to her in time maybe the the tide was heavy maybe there were riptides or whatever he couldn't get to her in time, and he just—he was just in a state of shock and didn't know what to do, and she ended up dead. Uh, and he—he he kind of made good with everyone else on the boat. Uh, I just think Chris Walkie was pissed and he was asleep, and yeah, I uh, love the money weren't waking him up. Uh, Definitely, but I think the captain's dodgy. He's sus. He'd be first yep. out of the airlock. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I. I, I it's an accident up to the point of she slipped and fell off the side of the boat. I don't think she was pushed. I don't think it was premeditated. I don't think he went out of the way to do her harm. Yeah, I don't think he did it. He did anything deliberate either. But I think the scandal that it would have caused and the damage it would have done to his career if mm-hmm. the truth would have come out or... If that version of events that I've described would have come out, uh, then he 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 w- it would have been irreparable. And to be honest with you, if you look at Wagner, he he like just being friends with Sinatra, he kind of uh, got in with him, and mm-hmm. he was really really pally with him and. Frank would always believe him over everyone else. And it's kind of a thing with, for me anyway, with Wagner, it's not what he did, it's who he knew that kept yeah. him in the business. Now, I'm not, say, I'm not saying he's a bad actor, I'm saying he's a standard actor that can, that, that, that does standard movies, standard films and stuff. And he was in Heart to Heart, which is a TV series that ran for uh, a couple of years on... American TV, and it was good in the fact that it was a bit like Quincy, you know, a bit like Ironside, Mm -hmm. your afternoon 70s kind of show. Uh, But I think he really wanted to be uh, kind of Brad Pitt. Yeah. And he was just. He wanted to be as big as Sinatra, didn't he? Exactly. And he was just trying to hold on to other people's coattails to pull him up there. He just didn't have the the talent to get there himself. Uh, yeah. And he, he he didn't want to lose it. He didn't want to lose it all. It, it was, it's just, when you've, when you sat, all right, you weren't sat on top of the mountain, but he was very close to the top and then thinking that it's all going to be pulled away just because of one act of 
of you being drunk, if that's the way yeah. he was looking at it, it's... Uh... I think alcohol played a massive, massive part. I think they had a fight verbally. I think they were both absolutely wrecked and it turned physical. I think maybe they hit each other and that's where she got the gash on her cheek from. Um, and then I think that she um, she may, maybe got in the dinghy after she'd been, you know, bashed up a little bit, got in the dinghy and tried to leave. And he just kind of went, oh, screw you, and disappeared back into the boat. She went out in the dinghy and I think she was pissed and she fell aboard, like she fell over the board, over the side. And because uh, there was apparently like fingernail claw marks on the side of the dinghy, like she'd been trying to scramble back up. Um, yeah, so I think that she was just drunk. She fell out of the dinghy and she was too far away by that point, so he didn't even know what had happened and then and she drowned. That's what I think. Yeah. But like, it's just all, you know, like... Conjecture, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we'll, we'll never really know. Like, with Sinatra, no. Sinatra's gone. Walking won't talk about it. Andy's getting on there. Uh, Wagner's mm-hmm. 89 now, so... Yeah. He'll take it to his grave. I doubt he's told anyone else about it. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, it's just so sad. But in the same kind of way, like we said close to the beginning, she was... She had a lot... Not had a lot of issues, but a lot of stuff was forced upon her, which Mm -hmm. created these mental and and physical scars. Uh, Yeah. And she wasn't in a happy place uh, with herself. She may have been getting better. She did have therapy. I think she turned down uh, a role because she didn't want to be away from her therapist for such a long period of time. Uh, Good choice. she She was definitely trying to get better, but I just think of what happened when she was younger, when she was a teenager, when she was... This young budding actress, I think it left a lot of damage on her. Definitely. And God rest her. She's she's in a better place now, really. Uh, she is. Uh, but I would advise everyone to watch West Side Story. That's the story of Natalie Woods. Uh, as tragic as it was and as intriguing as it is, we'll probably never know. And to be honest, like Christopher Walken says, uh, we'll never know the truth because... Even if we've been told the truth, we probably won't believe it because we love scandal. That has been the M.O. podcast uh, with me, Consumatious Anne. And me, Atreya. Bye. Bye.